recording. Oh, okay. Really? I hit the record button. Welcome to Saleh Family Speaks. Hey, I'm Sana. And I'm Mohammed William. And we are the, the Saleh, Saleh Family. Family. We are social media influencers, content creators, and we own multiple online businesses. We seem to have a lot to say when it comes to just about anything. We are a mixed culture Muslim couple from Canada, and we're always asked about how our lives intertwine with the world around us. This podcast is all about learning to live, love, and laugh in a way that may have you rolling on the floor or throwing your phone at the wall. No topic is off the table, religion, culture, love life, and everything in between. So get ready and grab a big old cup of chai. Welcome back, everybody, to Saleh Family Speaks. This is episode six. If you missed the last episode, we were talking about why we choose Islam. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about all things hijab. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you guys something really cool. We had a video blow up in the summer of 2020. And when I say blow up, I mean like it went crazy viral. So there's over 7,000 people that shared the video across all different platforms, but it has almost 19 million views, which is crazy. There are almost 17,000 comments on this too. So I'm going to just quickly play this video for you because it kind of gives you a little bit of a background on the biggest question that we always Mm -hmm. get as women that wear hijab, and that is, who can see my hair? So here you go. What's up, everybody? Here's a question that she gets asked all the time. Who can see my hair? So can you show your hair to your dad? Yes. To your brother? Yes. To your mom's brothers? Yes. To your dad's brothers? Yes. To your grandfather? Yes. To your great-grandfather? Yes. And to your dad? And my grandfather? Yes. And my great-grandfather? Mm-hmm. And my brother? No. 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 Because <laughs> technically, I could marry his brother. What the hell? <laughs> Not that I would. <laughs> what about your cousins and my cousins? No. Unless they're girls. So what about women? All girls can see my hair. The reason why I wear the hijab when I'm on TikTok is obviously there's men on here. So that's why I wear it. But if I'm having an all girls party, I can take it off. So that video has like 3.3 million likes on it, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people struggle to get anywhere near that many just in views. Yeah. Um, but one thing that it did is it really opened up like a million other questions. Yes. Everything from... Can you dye your hair? Yeah. Do, can you get it? How do you get your hair cut? Yeah. And even if you're bald, do you have to wear a hijab? Yeah. Which, by the way, if you don't follow us on TikTok, make sure you do that at Sally Family because we have done videos on every single question that has come up, basically. But we thought we would dedicate an entire podcast episode because there's only so much you can talk about in a one minute video on yeah. TikTok, right? Um, so we're going to kind of dive a little deeper about what hijab is in this episode. So to preface the whole conversation, I suppose we should talk about what is a hijab. So traditionally, a hijab is a garment that a woman would use to cover her hair, um, her head. Um, Obviously, a difference of opinion regarding the face. I'm sure we'll get into that kind of later on. Um, But that's kind of where we start. So in Islam, you'll see, depending where you go, the kind of culture will dictate the hijab in terms of style, color, Mm -hmm. Um, that sort of thing mm-hmm. a lot of people like seem to think that there's it has to be worn in one way that's one thing mm-hmm. they ask often is like does it have to be only black or can mm-hmm. you wear patterns or is it one certain material like there's no set yeah guideline i think, I think <laughs> a good way to look at that is if you look at 
uh, the people, women in Saudi Arabia or the Emirates, for example, it's usually like black. Mm-hmm. The, the hijab is black. The clothes are black. Mm-hmm. But That's if you their go, culture. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you go to Malaysia, the culture is completely different and mm-hmm. everything is so bright, colorful, vibrant, vibrant, floral. Like so many crystals, diamonds, mm-hmm. like literally on the scarves. Yes. It is crazy. So that really just proves the point that it's not something that has to be just a drab black and of, white type not, thing. i mean there's nothing wrong if people want to wear black that's fine mm-hmm. um, but we should never categorize only wearing black as something like more that religious is, is, than yeah, anything else right? yeah because exactly. that's that's completely wrong yeah exactly so keep in mind that hijab is not just strictly for Muslims. If you look around the world, you'll find many, many, many different women of different like religions and even different ethnicities where the head covering is actually quite common. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you look in the New Testament and the Old Testament. Um, in the New Testament, you have the First Corinthians. Uh, I think it's chapter 11 you will find about head coverings for women. And then in, in the book of uh, Deuteronomy, if I pronounce that right, the Moses' book and the Old Testament, again, speaks about the head covering. And then you have, I mean, I believe Sikh women cover their hair when they go yep, to the temple. Yeah, they do. Yep. Um, we have pagans that, yep. that cover their head, witches Jewish that women, cover their head. Uh, Jewish nuns. women, as we mentioned, nuns. Yeah, yeah so there's, tons of women. There's a whole lot of people that cover yeah. their head. And if we remember, which obviously most of us don't, but um, the turn of the last century around the 1900s, early mm-hmm. 1900s in it America. It was common. It was very common. You're you right. wouldn't you wouldn't see yep. women going to church or, or out and about without having their heads covered. That's so true. So it's kind of a reminds me of like Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or Doctor Quinn Medicine. Yeah. Woman, if you're familiar. Yeah. Um, but it really just shows how the whole concept Culture. of of not wearing anything on your head yeah exactly it has changed and morphed into what it is today yeah exactly and if you grow up in the west and you're a muslim and you're young and you're listening to this and maybe you might not wear a hijab yet trust me i have been there i know what it's like to not wear it and i also know what it's like to wear it so jump into that just for the people that don't know so you grew up not wearing the hijab Mm -hmm. up until the age of 20 20-ish okay i don't know 21 maybe why not um, so my parents, obviously, so let's let's quickly dive a little bit into um, the misconception of it being forced. So mm-hmm. anything in Islam is not forced. There, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has said many, many, many times that you can't, you can't, there's no compulsion mm-hmm. in religion. You can't force someone to do something. They have to do it with their own will and with their own intention. In the verse of the Quran, La ikraha fid deen, that there is no compulsion in this way of life. Mm-hmm. Some people have interpreted it to mean that in terms of accepting Islam, but the, the best opinion, at least from what I understand, is that it means everything. You yeah. cannot force anything upon anyone because in Islam, um, everything is based upon your intention. So if you're forcing someone to do something, you you've, that person has lost their intention. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and so exactly for that reason, my parents never forced me to wear hijab. Um, they let me work up to that decision by myself, and the same thing will go for our kids. Like we're obviously, it's going to be a little bit different for my kids because they grow, they're growing up seeing me wear it. Whereas mm-hmm. in my family, no one wore it, um, and my mom kind of just wore like a dubatta thing, like a yeah, scarf kind of over her head, thing. traditional Pakistani type thing, but. Um, with us, it's going to be different for our kids because they already have a love for it mm-hmm. because it's such a common thing. You know, we live in Toronto now and here it's like every it's person so is common, Muslim. Yeah. It's so common. Back you see home, it everywhere. You never, I think you were the only, yep. in the beginning, right? Once, once more like yeah. the Syrian families and stuff started moving. But when I first met you, yeah. like, 
and when I first became Muslim, actually, there there wasn't no anybody one, that wore no hijab. one was wearing it in in the city that we grew so up in. You're like a you're like a pioneer. You're an OG <laughs> for the hijabs back home. Yeah, totally. And I must say that living in a town and having no one wear a hijab and then making that conscious decision to start wearing it as an adult is not an easy thing to do. I'll tell you that much. It was like super awkward. Um, and it was not the easiest thing to do. I really had to work up to it. Like when I st- first started wearing it, I was watching YouTube after YouTube video mm-hmm. on tutorials. And back then there was like barely any tutorials on mm-hmm. YouTube by girls. But there was the odd girl that was doing tutorials on how to wrap the hijab because obviously I had no idea what I was doing. So I was learning it and just started to get a little bit more confident in wearing it. So I started wearing it first just on weekends. Mm-hmm. And then I started wearing it just to, you know, interfaith events and then I started wearing it slowly 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 more and more until I got to the point where I graduated from university I finished my last day of school and the next day I kept it on or I put it on and I have kept it on ever since didn't you if I'm not mistaken didn't you wear it when you crossed the stage I did yeah I did yeah Yeah, because when you so when you finish university you you obviously you stop your classes you're done your classes and then like two three weeks later you have your graduation ceremony it was a while ago yeah so you know what's weird is um I finished all my classes my classmates had absolutely no idea that I would come back to graduation with a head covering on (laughs) like with a hijab and I remember showing up to graduation and everyone from my grad class was looking at me like who are you (laughs) because like they couldn't recognize me because because I was wearing hijab and I was super nervous you guys like my hair at that time prior to that was like my confidence like Mm -hmm. it is for other women and I was insecure like I'm gonna be honest I was really nervous because no one wore it so obviously in my mind I'm thinking like are people staring at me like am I an alien it's just what people I think what a lot of people don't understand is it, it I mean obviously I'm a man so my perception is different but I'm a Muslim so I still understand but at that time, it, it wasn't that far removed from 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, the media is still at that time because that was what? That mm-hmm. was 2011, 2000... maybe? Yeah, I think. Yeah, somewhere there. Or, somewhere around there. So, but I mean, everything to do with terrorism is still so fresh in the mind. The war mm-hmm. in Iraq is still going on. The war in yep. Afghanistan is still going on. So the media is still pumping the narrative of terrorist, terrorist, terrorist. Mm-hmm. And then you're like a brown girl in Whiteville, Canada. <laughs> that is now totally. covering your head and, yeah. and when you do that i think is a good transition point now to talk about but mm-hmm. it totally singles you out um, and it does. gives you that identity that that person is a muslim yeah exactly it's an identity right and mm-hmm. that's actually the biggest predictor and biggest reason why i wanted to wear it was because i wanted people to know that i was muslim because mm-hmm. people would ask me and they would say like oh what religion are you from and I'd say I'm Muslim, but I don't look any different than yeah, anybody else. Sure. It's like for me, right? I'm like I'm white and I have a beard. <laughs> so if I'm not wearing a thobe or like long yeah. traditional Islamic clothing, people are just they're like shocked when they're like, "Hey, what's your name?" Like, "Hi, Muhammad." They're yeah, like, huh? like you're just what? a white dude with how, a beard. How, no, how does that work? <laughs> like they're so dumbfounded. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, my my Islam is internalized yeah. as a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously clothing and stuff, that's that's not a, mm-hmm. a, a requirement for Muslim men to dress like traditional Arab style clothing. Um, but for, for men in and of itself, I mean, we, we can hide. Like we can just put on a <laughs> pair of jeans and a sweater and, and no one knows yeah, you know, that's up from so down. True, isn't but it? for a Muslim woman who's practicing and wearing hijab, yeah. um, it's like you have totally that. Different. Yeah, you have that right on your forehead. Like I am a Muslim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of, uh, not a lot, but I think Muslim women in general don't get enough credit mm-hmm. that they are the flag bearers of Absolutely. our religion. 
they, they wear a crown. Yeah, well, literally, exactly. it's They're, a crown. They are the represent representatives of Islam. Yeah, men can disappear and they don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, but a woman, so true. as soon as you see them, you instantly know that that they person are Muslim. is a Muslim. Yeah, and they're representing Islam, and that's the thing that I feel like I had to you know, come to the point in my life where I felt like I was practicing, you know, I started to pray five times a day and I started to do all those things that I wasn't doing. And I feel like I was at that stage in my life where it meant something to mm -hmm. me, you know, it, uh, the action of doing it. And that's another question that people ask all the time is like, why do you wear it? Yeah. And, and for me, it was the intention of worship, mm -hmm. right? And so it, every time I put it on and I walk outside the house, I have the intention of worship. Yeah. I mean, and that's the interesting thing the parable between acts of worship in Islam and the benefit we receive as a human being. Because everything, uh, at least from my understanding, limited understanding, is that everything that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to do, mm -hmm. it's like, do this thing and and you'll be rewarded, yes, but there's also so much benefit in it for you. Mm -hmm. It's like our salah. Yeah, the, exactly. When we pray, there's so much... There's so much um, physical, mental, emotional clarity and yeah. peace and everything yeah. wrapped up inside of yeah, that that we don't is. know unless we do it. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I think it kind of, it's like that same thing that you, you have. The, the There's so many different benefits to wearing hijab. Of course. And, yeah. and, and one of the most poignant examples of that is the the social experiment in new york oh i remember that you guys if you haven't watched it it's on youtube mm -hmm. isn't it yeah. yeah just look it up like hijab i think it's called like hijab social experiment something or something like that, yeah. someone did it and it was like mind-boggling mm -hmm. yeah you had you had a a good-looking woman in new york and she was wearing just i think she was wearing blue jeans and a lower cut shirt um and she was just walking around the streets downtown and she got harassed like Every, yeah, every person, every person that she walked past, her, they was, were they were gawking at her. They were, even to the point they're like, like, hey, you want to like, like about like hitting you hook on up? her, like, like yeah. right now, like I, yeah. we go and do this, right? Yeah, and, and over and over and over and over and over again. And she was sick of it. Yeah, she well, was like, oh my god, yeah. this is insane. Like, so, let me just let me just be. So what they did or what she did is then she donned like an abaya, like a long clothing that covers your body, and a hijab, and a hijab, and she walked through the same streets. And no one even no looked one at her. Even looked twice. No one even looked twice. Like that so is crazy. So that comes crazy. down to that that example uh, that I made is mm -hmm. that you might not understand the benefit in it, and, yeah. and that's why like one of the verses of the Quran um, is to draw your garments over yourself. So different interpretation, mm -hmm. but um, that that you won't be harassed, or that you yeah. won't be recognized and be and and get harassed, yeah, exactly. or that you will be recognized as being a the pious. virtuous person yeah. and you'll be left alone. Yeah, exactly. Same kind of meaning, just a different translation. Yeah, but I think that really speaks to that verse yeah. in the Quran for sure. Absolutely, hundred percent. I totally agree with you. And another thing that people will usually ask is, um, because I'm wearing hijab, does that does that then mean that I never get my hair cut, or does that mean <laughs> that I can never dye my hair or do anything cool with it? And the funny thing is, is people think. In order to do those things, you have to show people. Yeah. I think know? firstly, you should just maybe make a distinction that Muslim women are not Sikh women. Yes. That, 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 I think they get confused People all the time. get confused. Yeah. Because uh, the hair itself, you guys, is not sacred. Mm -hmm. I think that's why people all the time ask that question. Is they, They're us. like, yeah, they think, is the hair sacred? Like, can you never cut it or dye it? Or They're confused with Sikhism. Yeah. Sikhism, hair is sacred. For them, they don't cut their hair. Right? But for us literally anything goes <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's quite interesting i think that either comes down to just a sheer ignorance of people and not knowing like the difference i mean that's yeah it's kind of different guys. yeah very different
This episode is brought to you by Lala Hijabs, a handmade Canadian-based fresh hijab line offering some of the coolest and trendiest designs inspired by tie-dye. Lala Hijabs carries all of the things you will ever need for your hijab closet, including the softest jersey hijabs, rated nothing less than five stars, of course, to the strongest hijab magnets and everything in between. Check them out at lalahijabs.com. And be sure to use the coupon code SALEHFAMILYSPEAKS for 10% off your first purchase. Just because I'm not out there flaunting what I've done to my hair, you have Mm -hmm. no idea what color it is. Like, it could be pink and purple. For all you guys know, um, it doesn't mean that I can't do it because I do it. I've seen some interesting colors. Yeah, exactly. You've seen it like a range of different colors, Mm -hmm. but I do it for you. Mm -hmm. I do it for my family. I do it for myself. And I don't need to, I don't need that satisfaction of showing it to the world. That outer worldly gratification, justification. Yeah, exactly. Um, And again, one thing that bothers me Mm -hmm. is that. People who don't wear hijab, Muslims or not, so mm-hmm. this isn't specific, um, but it's almost like they look down upon people who wear hijab as like, oh, you're you're somehow better than me because yeah. you do this thing. Like what? Oh, so I'm like, you know, what, you know what I'm trying to say? It's it's this like weird complex that people have that you cover your hair because it's something so sacred and special, um, or you're doing it to become closer to God, but people who don't do it. And mm-hmm. they're they're nothing. Yeah, right? exactly. Which is which is completely ridiculous it's because not true. you do it, you do it mm-hmm. because you choose to do it. Yeah, exactly. If someone else doesn't want to, that's not on you. No, it's not a, exactly. And faith is in the heart. You can't you can't judge a person by how they look because exactly. someone could be completely tattooed up and they could have whatever piercings, like, all, over piercings all over the show and they could be way more pious than me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So faith comes from the heart, obviously. But that's not to say that. Um, you know, there there is obviously some kind of deficiency there in terms of yeah. not having that. I think that that's something that we should definitely touch on that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Yeah. And that is that is it sinful for a Muslim woman to not wear hijab? So we have to understand that we don't make the rules. Yeah. That and the, we're not scholars, you guys. So don't take this as, you know, we, yeah. we mention this all the time. Like we're not giving you fatwa, but this is just what Which we is know. a religious ruling. Yeah. So we're not going to give you... In, what, what, what we should say is we're not going to give you information that we haven't sourced out from authentic sources anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to give you off the top of my head, but I will give you the opinion of the scholars that I know and trust. And Sheikh Hamza Yusuf is a great example in, in talking about the hijab. And someone asked him, does a woman have to wear hijab? And his response was, was is very simple, is that um, it is sinful for a Muslim woman to not wear hijab. right? But he also mentioned that's mm-hmm. a minor sin. Mm-hmm. Right, because in Islam we have major sins, which is like cheating on your wife or, or yeah. drinking, murder, murder, all these all these things, different things. Right, and then you have minor sins, like uh, if you're swearing or you cheat yeah. somebody, or yeah. uh, um, if you don't have a beard um, for men, or mm-hmm. if you don't wear hijab for a woman. But what he said is that so because it's a minor sin in Islam, your minor sins are erased by a million different things. You could make wudu for prayer, and that erases your Evolution. sins. Evolution. Um, yeah. You can when you pray from one prayer to the next. Yeah. Is a, is erasing the sins in between mm-hmm. uh, from one Friday to the next. Uh, mm-hmm. The Jumu'ah, our, our special significant day of the week. Mm-hmm. One prayer is is a, basically an atonement for what mm-hmm. you've done during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, Eid to Eid. Uh, so there's so many things that erase that sin. But he also said that. 
no matter how perfect her iman or her faith is, there will always be a deficiency there. Because mm-hmm. there's something stopping her, whether it's society or whether it's the opinion of other people or things that are outweighing that portion of her life where she could be benefiting mm-hmm. from that extra exactly. worship so of wearing imagine, hijab. If you imagine a woman is as like the height of piety, she's a mm-hmm. perfect Muslim, she doesn't wear hijab. Um, there's still more that she could do. Yeah, for it's sure. Just she's, she herself is missing out. Yeah. Right? But it's not up to us to judge when you see something. And I think that's a big thing that, mm-hmm. that you deal with a lot and that we see a lot is that Muslims judging other Muslims. Oh, it drives me crazy. Uh, for every little Drives me crazy. Detail. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have a lot of revert friends. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are non-Muslim that are listening to this, revert just refers to um, someone that has become Muslim that wasn't Muslim before. And the reason why we don't say convert is because we believe that you revert to the natural way of life, which is Islam. And so I have a lot of revert friends, okay, from all over the place, whether they're from Canada, Russia, New Zealand, <laughs> you, you don't wear a job, that doesn't count. Um, and I have. Yeah, and so I have a lot of revert friends, and you can't, like, this is my opinion, okay? You can't just jump right into hijab. Like, no. you, you just can't. Like, you have to know the meaning behind it. You have to feel confident in it. You have to feel like you're ready, you know? Absolutely, and, and sorry, this just came to the top of my mind, is that God doesn't let a man just jump into a beard, does he? He's got to grow it in stages. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Anyway, so hijab might not be perfect, right? Some girls might have their hair showing a little bit. Some, some girls, might wear a turban. Some girls might wear a turban hijab. Some girls might show their neck. Some girls might wear show their earrings. Like, And in my personal opinion is girl, they are doing something and that means something that is powerful in itself. Right. For sure. You might say it's you might say it's your opinion. But in Islam, um, we have this precedent that is set to as Muslims to enjoin what is good and forbid what is evil. This is Mm -hmm. one of the core principles Mm -hmm. of Islam. The problem is, is people forget the first half. They just they just basically call everybody out for every bad. It drives me crazy. I see so many comments on girls that don't wear, you know, hijab the full way. Mm -hmm. And I'm always rooting for them and supporting them. And I'm like, good on you, sister. Like, that is amazing. And then there's always those haram police, those people that feel like they need to just nag at them and say, you're not wearing hijab properly. This Mm -hmm. is sinful. And it's like you my friend, are pushing these girls away. Exactly. So what, what, what you're doing and mm-hmm. what people, not just yourself, but many others that they're doing by encouraging is you're enjoining what is good. Mm-hmm. You're encouraging, encouraging that person. That's making what you're them more, to Yeah, do. making them more confident in their choice because one day maybe they're going to start wearing it the full proper way. Of course. And something is something. You can't say it's nothing. It's like anything to do with your faith is mm-hmm. that if people jump down your throat, imagine mm-hmm. like... And I've seen it so many times that if you don't know how to pray as a new Muslim, yeah. you don't know how to pray. Like you're literally, you're following along, you're yeah. trying to copy people in yeah. the mosque, whatever. Uh, imagine someone jumps on you and be like, oh, you're an idiot. You just don't know you how know, to pray. Yeah, you'd have to lift your hands here, you're standing yeah. here. Oh, that I've, would just make I've the person stop. so many times. Yeah. Yeah. And it pushes people away. It would the traumatize them. Of and that and that's the thing is if if people are gonna constantly hound these girls that might not be wearing hijab perfectly, I mean what is perfect anyway, but you know, if they aren't and you're constantly hounding them, you will push them away from wanting to wear it perfectly because you're giving them that negative example, that negative view of what they should look like. And that's you know? and, and to forbid evil 
first before you do anything is is against the, the way of the prophet peace be upon him mm-hmm. i just give a quick story that i tried this is what i mold my islam after mm-hmm. and that is we've all heard the story when the person came to the mosque and began to urinate in the mosque the prophet's mm-hmm. companions jumped up and he said whoa, whoa, whoa hold up let him finish because mm-hmm. you might cause him some harm if you stop him halfway which was everybody was kind of like wow that's okay so the guy finished the prophet peace be upon him got up and went and cleaned up after him himself wow and then he told the man he took him aside he said look this is this is our house of worship this is what we do here and so on and so forth yeah. and and that man he, he, he took shahada. He said I, that your character and what you've done, he said, I, I bear witness that, that you are the messenger of Allah. He became Muslim. Right? But mm-hmm. we always hear that part, but we don't hear the next part, mm-hmm. um, which is that he took the man, basically put his arm around him and took him out to the people. And, he's, and he told the people, just to paraphrase, because I don't know it exactly, but mm-hmm. um, he said that essentially this person and you people in relation to this person, um, he is like a, a horse. And we're trying to get him to go to the stable, which is Jannah, which is paradise for mm-hmm. all of us. As mm-hmm. humanity, that's what we're supposed to do. The whole point of encouraging right and forbidding wrong is mm-hmm. to bring everybody to uh, salvation in the hereafter. Mm-hmm. So he said, the parable between you and him is like a horse who you're trying to take to the stables. Mm-hmm. And you're chasing the horse, trying to get it to go. Mm-hmm. But you're just chasing it further and it's further so and true. further away. Yeah. And he said, the parable between him and I is like an owner mm-hmm. who walks up to him with a handful of food. And the horse just turns and walks with him right back to where he needs oh, to go. Oh, it's so true. Right? This is how I choose to live my life in terms of Islam, mm-hmm. is the, the, the actual character of the Prophet, yeah. peace and blessings be upon him. And that's just, it, it's so perfect with what you're talking about, because when you, when you bring people close to you, and you encourage them, and you enjoin what is good. Yes, it will become better. Yes, but if you forbid them and you jump on them, you're only pushing them. You're away. You're only pushing them the, away. Perfect. The, I mean, yeah. that story tells exactly what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and there's actually a quote that's very similar um, in the entrepreneurship world. And if any of you are entrepreneurs, you probably heard this, especially in the network marketing kind of business. But um, they say you can lead a horse to water, but you can never force it to drink. Mm. You can literally lead it and take it down that right path but you can never force it to drink you can take it there but that's the same thing with this situation is you can you know guide someone if you want to but you're not going to force them to do something absolutely and you never should either it should be you know it should be their choice so that's pretty much like the biggest kind of questions that people get but there's also the other side of it that people have asked us many times and we did do one video Mm -hmm. on this but a lot of people do ask about niqab um, and I obviously don't wear niqab. Niqab, for those of you listening, is the full face covering other than the eyes. So let's mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that um, because obviously I don't take that opinion that it's mandatory and I take the opinion that the face and hands should be left open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that's pretty much the majority. Well, yeah, see, I'm a little bit more opinionated than she is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we obviously as a couple discussed this type of stuff so when i speak about i or she speaks about her it's usually in mm-hmm. tandem um so we as we do not believe that the niqab is from the quran it is not from the sunnah of the prophet peace and blessings be upon him it is a cultural thing um to the extent i mean this has come this comes from the hadith of the prophet sallallahu in which he was he, he told asma May Allah be pleased with her, the sister of his wife, Aisha, that, that she shouldn't have, she had some translucent clothing, kind of like mm-hmm. the, like the sheer Indian, clothing. Yeah, yeah. sheer, that's the word. Um, and he said that this should be covered. And what you shouldn't cover is your hands and your face. He pointed yeah. to her hands and her face. And this is a hadith, I believe it's in, in Sahih al-Bukhari. Um, you know, and there's, there's many, many, many other hadith and there's many companions' opinions about this. 
Um, so the Maliki fiqh, which we follow, the school of Imam Malik, which is very, the people of Medina, for those which, of you that yeah, might which, not know. Um, is, his school is also known as Ahlul Medina, or the, the school of the people of Medina. Mm -hmm. Now, they're of the opinion that this is a cultural thing, um, and that it should not be worn outside of a country where it is the norm. Right. Yeah. So, so for example, we live in Canada. It is yeah. not a normal thing here. No. And and that view is that it should not be worn here. Yeah. Right. But whereas maybe some place like Afghanistan or maybe Iraq, it, it is be, a common it, cultural well, it would be practice. Encouraged, right. Yeah. Because if you, it could be dangerous to your life. Yeah. If you don't wear it. Because people are so ignorant. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. And so that that totally makes sense. Right. And then and then the seeming consensus, um, at least from the opinions that we follow, is that. Um, if it becomes the niqab, if it becomes a sense of religiousism, if that's a word, um, then it's actually a bid'ah, which is not allowed. It becomes an innovation within the religion because it was not taught from the Prophet, peace be upon mm -hmm. him, uh, or from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It becomes an innovation and then it becomes sinful. When you, when, and, and unfortunately, we have this, this strange paradox that we view the niqab as like the height of, of modesty or mm -hmm. religiousness mm -hmm. in Islam, mm -hmm. right? But if you have that view, it is completely not allowed, mm -hmm. right? And, and uh, even to the sense where, um, and we see this, that the Prophet Sallallahu he, he basically commanded that a woman's face cannot be covered during the Hajj. Yeah. But yet people, people still, still insist on covering their people faces. People still insist on doing they, it. They, they have like these bending little sneaky rules. ways. Yeah, yeah, bending rules. Right? So the precedent has been set. Um, so that is the opinion that we take. Yes, mm -hmm. there is difference of, of opinion, and we're not here to debate them. Mm -hmm. um, although I'm sure there's a million people that would love to debate that with us. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of that's how we perceive it. And and when you look at it, Islam is not meant to be something. Yes, there's the the, the hadith of the Prophet that Islam began as something strange, and and it will it, when the basically when the world wraps up that it will again turn back to being something strange. Mm. But this isn't this what this this doesn't mean. Um, that the people become strange, that yeah. the Muslims are somehow weird and strange. Yeah. I mean, you look at it, it in this day and age, Islam is strange because the women are covered. Mm -hmm. Islam is strange because we don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Islam is strange because we believe in God, in a, yeah. in a godless society. Yeah, it's so so true. that's how you could perceive that as meaning that mm -hmm. Islam is something strange. Yeah, and at sure. the time, during the Prophet, peace be upon him, it was strange because it was the opposite. It was, mm -hmm. you're calling to one God. We worship many gods. Mm -hmm. you were, you're for, for forbidding all of these things in which we do, right? You're, you're freeing slaves and making uh, black people equal with white people and all of these yeah. things, right? So it was strange then. It's strange now. But it's not meant as us as people. Mm -hmm. Therefore, when a person is wearing a niqab downtown, uh, wherever in the West, or not, not I mean, even in Europe in these mm -hmm. places, um, people look at the Muslims as this weird oppressive yeah. strange because people strange don't know thing. and it's foreign to them it's it's very foreign to them well it's not just foreign to them but it it give it it almost pushes people away from islam yeah i will say that because they don't understand they're frightened yeah because they don't like you can imagine that you would never just walk up to a, a niqabi sister as a non-muslim and just start having a conversation mm -hmm. oh you know so and so mm -hmm. because they're scared 
Islam is supposed to invite people. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be obviously not having our women, you yeah. know, in high heels and a short skirt, yeah. inviting people with a sign downtown strip mm-hmm. in Vegas. That's not exactly what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but Islam has always been about inviting people mm-hmm. and bringing them closer to Allah, bringing them closer to God. That's our, one of our purposes of our life. And you know what's funny is right now in the COVID era, I guess you could say, <laughs> masks are mandatory everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And I must say, it kind of drives me crazy because I can't like if I'm like at a t- at, the, at a teller and I'm mm-hmm. checking out and they say, oh, it's $30. Huh? Do you want to pay with debit? What? I'm like, wait, what did you say? Because you can't <laughs> I mean, read their the you can't read their lips. All you can't the read their expressions. And then you got the big plastic thing in front yeah, of you and to it's, add to the I just feel so muffle. closed off. I just feel like I can't have a conversation with people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very different for me. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, we should add a disclaimer and, and just say that you know, we're not, this isn't to bash anybody that wears a niqab. No, because if never. you do, you, you, I have family, you guys, that wear a niqab. Yeah, you and will I find your, your proofs and evidences to back up. We're just explaining, yeah, we're just explaining what, how we the, take not, the yeah, not only the view that we take, but also why. Yeah, right? why we take Because that unfortunately, opinion. a lot of the times, um, we as Muslims, we just kind of regurgitate. Mm-hmm. Like we hear a fatwa and we just say, well, that's it. But we don't even understand it. Yeah. We don't even know the con. I mean, yeah. if you until you actually look into these things for yourself, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, my mind is so much more open than it was before. Yeah. Um, so again, it's it, there's no disregard or insult to people who wear niqab. It's like people who don't have a beard. It's got nothing to do with me, right? Yeah. You're still my brother. You're still my brother in humanity, whether you're a Muslim or a non-Muslim. Um, although that's kind of the trend now is guys with beards. <laughs> guys with beards. I will say if you've never <laughs> split a cord of wood, and don't have a flannel shirt, you shouldn't even have a beard. Yeah. Just, just straight up. <laughs> that's, from, that's from a BC boy who grew up uh, chopping trees down. That's but, pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And actually, the first time that I had ever seen anyone in niqab was when I turned 13. And I flew to Pakistan and my cousin was wearing it. And that was the first time I had ever seen it. And I just remember just like staring into her eyes because that's like all I could see yeah. when she picked me up at the airport. Um, and she had the most beautiful eyes. But that was the first time I'd ever seen it. And for me, like, even when I go to Pakistan, you guys, I throw on a niqab because mm-hmm. people stare at me. Well, but, <laughs> so but I like it there. It's the culture. <laughs> it's the culture. Not, not yeah. Everywhere in it's the norm there, right? I mean, not, you won't, not everybody, it's not but out of the norm. it's I guess not you could out say. of the norm. Yeah. So I, it's common. I personally like to throw it on when I'm in Pakistan because people stare at me. Like, they just know that I'm not from there. They know I'm Canadian. Your skin is so white. Your, <laughs> your teeth are so, so straight. <laughs> your teeth are yeah. so white. Just things like that. But yeah, so when you're in those other countries, it's a lot easier to wear something like that if you want to. But what we're talking about like in the West and, you know. For sure. And, and this, this, I mean, this is kind of a bit off topic, but it is still relevant. Um, jewelry on men, right? And it's funny because some people be like, it's haram, 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 haram. Um, but I mean, even like the harsh Salafi scholars, mm-hmm. they say that a fatwa is issued according to a time and a place. And the reason that men aren't, air quotes, supposed to wear jewelry mm-hmm. is because it's viewed as an effeminate thing. A feminine thing. Right? But it's not a feminine thing anymore because no, like every man wears right? it. If you go to, to Saudi Arabia, oh, for wearing sure. a necklace for a man, maybe, right? Is, yeah. is is viewed as a womanly thing. Yeah. Pakistan, a bracelet, it's it's a feminine thing. Yeah. For Therefore sure. they, they say that to stay away from it because it's an imitation of women. And in Islam a man is a man and a woman is a woman and, yeah. we're, and we're not supposed to imitate each other. Yeah. Right? Again, 
that's our faith. That's what we believe. That's what we're taught. You don't have to accept that and you don't have to attack us because of it. Um, <laughs> so, but that's what I'm trying to say is that in the West, it's the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Every man wears rings. Every man wears necklaces. It's not out of the bracelets. place for a man to wear a necklace. Yeah, it's totally not. Even to have here. earrings yeah. right, is, is normal. Yeah, it is. You would never live Oh my God, that guy's got earrings. Oh my God. <laughs> right. I had earrings when I was like 13. Oh God. Um, don't, uh, don't, I'm staring at your ears now. Don't don't, don't do it with I'm a looking safety pin. I'm looking yeah. at the little tiny bitty holes that have grown over now. Don't do it with a safety pin. Oh, Lanta. And no sterilization. And oh, God. No painkiller or nothing. Anyways. Leads to infection, and then you don't have earrings anymore, especially when your dad looks like he's going to beat you up because he's a biker and thinks you look a little bit too effeminate. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but it's so true. It's so true. I mean, it's kind of like time and a place. Time you know? and a place. Time and a place. And that's exactly what fatwa is, is issued for time and a place. Yeah. For so sure. Yeah. I hope that helps to kind of shed some light and into the whole picture. And yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. And if you are listening to this wherever you're listening to this, because obviously you're still here and that makes you the real MVP, um, take a screenshot like of your phone or your car or wherever you're listening to this and tag us on Instagram on your story so we can repost it. Um, because we would love to hear. Tag us at Sana Saleh Beauty or Saleh Family Co. And we would love to repost it. But I think that's it for now, guys. So thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you or next hear time. you or have you listen to us next week. Bye <laughs> see for now. You, hear you. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Well, if you've made it this far, you must be really bored. Like, do you seriously have nothing better to do than to listen to us talk? Haha, just kidding, guys. You know we love and appreciate every single one of you. And if you did enjoy this episode, why not subscribe for more Sally Family Nonsense? And if you really want to show us some love, drop a comment on whatever platform you use to stream podcasts. Even if it's just one word, it goes a long way. Thank you so much for being a part of this Sally family of ours. Stay tuned for new episodes airing every single Monday. We'll chat again soon.